I am Dr. Barbara Kiao, and some clients prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health advocacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, be aware of the importance of making a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also strongly believe mental health education is key. And that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest in your own mental health. Let's face it: we all need to learn how our minds work and give people the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. Most important of all, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with. And support each other. Strong, empathetic, nurturing, and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental health begins right now. Hello, everyone. This is Doctor Baby, and today is the final part of my interview and conversation with Doctor Sally Spencer Thomas. And for the benefit of those listeners who are yet to catch up with the last two episodes, don't worry. I will introduce Dr. Spencer Thomas to you as soon as we set the energy of this episode together. So you may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless, of course, you are driving or operating heavy machinery. Then don't do that. Now take a deep breath in. Hold it for five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one, and let it out with a sigh. Let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. Take another deep breath in. Hold it and let it out with a big sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. 
All right. Before I forget, I would like to thank those who took the time again to write to me in the past two weeks and gave me positive feedback about the interview with Dr. Spencer Thomas. So I really appreciate that. So without further ado, empathy, intelligence, and vision that bring change, save lives, and ease suffering. These words best describe Dr. Spencer Thomas and her work to prevent suicide and people sustain a passion for living. Dr. Sally is a clinical psychologist and award-winning mental health advocate with her own personal experience of losing her beloved brother to suicide. Her mission of giving voice to people who have lived through suicide thoughts, attempts, and loss help those in despair see what's possible. Dr. Sally has a TED Talk and gave an invited address at the White House in 2016. Her impressive list of clients, past and present, includes the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, Chubb Insurance, and Southwest. She has also spoken and consulted internationally, including Australia, Ireland, Singapore, Taiwan, Denmark, and Belgium. In addition to helping leaders and communities implement innovative approaches to suicide prevention, Dr. Sally is the lead author on the National Guidelines for Workplace Suicide Prevention, Executive Secretary for the American Association of Suicidology, and President of United Suicide Survivors International. She also co-edits The Guts, Grit, and the Grind book series that provides men and the people who love them with tools to help them better understand and cope with life's challenges. When she is not out flying around seeking and training, you can find her in her fuzzy slippers in her home office with her loyal dog, Rocky, at her feet, or up at 12,000 feet, backpacking along the Colorado Trail. And here is the third and final part of my conversation with Dr. Sally. With the Guts, Grit, and the Grind book series, why only men? Well, partly because of my history, right? So, you know, my, bro- my, brother, my brother died, and then I looked at the data and realized the majority of people dying were men in his same situation, um, and that the usual mental health stuff that we would do was not reaching them. Um, so that not only led to the guts, grit, and the grind effort, but it also led to another program that I love to share, which is called Man Therapy. Oh, really? Mantherapy.org was actually licensed by Australia back in, I don't want to say 2000, yeah, 2014 to 2017, something like that. They made an Australian version of our program. It was a ton of fun. So I'll, I'll explain it in a second, but what we did from like 2007 to 2012 was we interviewed many, many men who had either had survived a suicide attempt or a near miss or who had, you know, fairly major health condition, mental health conditions, addiction, trauma, et cetera. We did focus groups with all kinds of 
people who surround men at risk. So their partners, their employers, their faith communities, et cetera. Anyway, years and years of this data collection and asked men, this, this group of men, not all men are the same, obviously, but this group of men that had high risk and were also least likely to reach out for help on their own. We call them double jeopardy men. So men who have a ton of risk factors for suicide who are also least likely to go seek help. Um, and we asked them, like, especially the suicide attempt survivors, like, what would you have needed? What, how would we have found you? What would you have listened to? Like all of these questions. And so I'll give you the high points. They said, all right, mental health professionals, first of all, back up, all right? You don't understand us. And all of your talk about if you're depressed, seek help doesn't reach us. Because A, we don't think of ourselves as being depressed. It's not, we have a problem. It's the world is very stressful. So it's out here. It's not in here, okay? So that's step one. Step two, go seek help. Are you kidding me? You're going to tell me I got to take off work. I got to drive across town, put my car in front of a mental health clinic where everybody's going to see it. Go in and admit to a stranger who's probably going to be a woman that I have a problem with my mental health and then talk about my emotions for an hour. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, I don't see how that's relevant at all. That would be more stressful, right? Right. So, uh, so you know, the messages that we were giving them were missing them on both accounts. I said, okay, fine. We will stand corrected. What do we need to do? And they said, all right, well, first of all, no, we're not coming to you. So don't expect us to go to your website or look at your brochure. We're just not, we're not interested. You got to come to us. I said, okay, we could probably figure that out. Um, and who would you listen to? Is it a celebrity? Is it, you know, is it some kind of person with a whole bunch of credentials. And they said, no, 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 no. They said, it's a peer. It's a guy just like me, but maybe one step above me in some kind of perceived power hierarchy that, that we have in our heads. So I want to talk to a guy's guy, someone I have vicarious credibility for. That was a term that was used. Um, and if that man has gone through something similar and they've found mm -hmm. a way through, I'm way more going to listen to that guy than anyone else. And I said, okay, we could probably figure that out. How do we actually like cut through the clutter and reach you in a way that you're going to listen? And they're like, oh yeah, that's easy. I'm like, oh yeah, what, what is it? And they're like, well, you make it funny. And we went, make suicide and things like depression, addiction, and trauma funny. I don't think that's possible. And they said, well, that's your problem. If you can make it funny and it really are kind of funny, then not only will we listen, we'll be intrigued, but we'll pass it on to other guys. Y'all take yourself way too seriously. You're, you're so dry and clinical and we don't care. So we're, you got to change your game. So we did. And we, we put together that luckily we got in contact with the full service advertising agency in Colorado and they created a fake doctor called Dr. Rich Mahogany and he's manning up mental health with humor and engagement um, and when it first came out of the box, so it's a digital media campaign. And the whole point of all the humor and kind of quirkiness is to get men to come into the website portal. And here's the behavior we want them to engage in to self-screen. Um, we also found that the men said, listen, if you're right, can you just give me a fighting chance to see if I can figure it on my own first and then give me kind of inflection points when I'm in over my head. So I go seek help. So they wanted a, a chance to self-screen in the privacy of their own home or their own phone 
to ask themselves, should I be worried about myself first before they reached out? So we provide them opportunities to self-screen for depression, mm -hmm. anger, substance use, um, and addiction, no substance use and anxiety. Uh, and, um, and then based on how they answered those mm -hmm. questions, content pops up like Pinterest, you know, so they can receive self-help, peer help, professional help or crisis help based on how they score on those self-screening tools. Um, and so anyway, it was very innovative from a technology standpoint. It was super innovative from a humor standpoint. And of course, mm -hmm. the mental health community went, oh, not all of us, but many of them were like, pshaw, you know, this is all fluff or you're making fun of something that's not funny. I'm like, listen, you all haven't figured it out. So how about we try something a little different? Um, fast forward five years of a randomized control trial in the state of Michigan funded by the CDC because research is slow. Um, we now have evidence to show, yes, it works. It draws in the right men. They stay there for a long period of time and we have decreases in suicide intensity. So yay. So it's one of the best kept secrets because mm. it turns out it's really hard to, to feed, to feed a machine. That's all about marketing and messaging to keep it going, but it's, it's a great resource. So, so yeah, so why men, um, partly because of my story, partly because it's a pretty big gap to fill. Um, but when, when man therapy took off, we did get the, where's the women's therapy, you know, where's the, where's the kids therapy. I'm like, yeah, fine. Go, go create that. This is the lane that we are working in because the majority of people are dying are men. So that's, it's not that we don't care. It's just, it, that it was a gap that needed to be filled. Wow. Lots of information. I have more questions for you now. <laughs> Running out of time. So where could we get access to that? Oh, it's free. It's on yeah, mantherapy.org. Mantherapy.org. But I'd also really encourage people to go over to the YouTube channel uh, because that's where all the mm. videos are. And the videos are a ton of, of fun because uh, they're, they're mm. great humor. But there's also a ton of lived experience stories. So that was, remember that I would listen to a peer or someone like me, but yeah. So we created a whole video library of lived experience stories, um, guys talking to guys. So the YouTube channel is actually named Dr. Rich Mahogany. That's the fake doctor, right? That's the fake doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's his, that's his little YouTube okay, channel. Great. I'm going to, uh, so yeah, Dr. Rich Mahogany. I'm going to check that out. What about unconscious biases that we don't know about? We're hardwired to, to make judgments very quickly of us versus them. And again, it's that survival instinct because I need to know, I got to protect my, my, th my thing, my family, I got to protect my community. So I need to know, are you with us? Or are you not with us? And our brains try to make those decisions super quick with very limited information and we're wrong. <laughs> so yes, the same unconscious bias thing mm. applies here. If you have a mental health condition and I mm. don't, you are now the other and you are different. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on our differences until I get to know you. And then, then I see that we're, we're much more alike. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And by the way, I like your TED talk. I enjoy that. Thank you. Was, um, when was that talk? A few that years ago? That was, mm, yeah. I, 2016? I don't remember. Roughly? No, later than that. It might've been December of 2017. I see. Okay. Um, in your TED talk, you say, and I quote, I believe suicide prevention and mental health promotion are some of the most unaddressed, cross-cultural, multi-generational social mm -hmm. justice issues of our time, unquote. 
I would like you to elaborate a little bit on that, please. Yeah, sure. So uh, I think one of the phrases is, you know, mental health doesn't discriminate. Like our 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 brains, our beings, our 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 communities, our families. Nobody is immune from this. Nobody. 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 We are. We are just imperfect creatures. Like all the creatures, we're all imperfect. Yeah. And at some point, um, you know, sometimes we're born with vulnerabilities. Sometimes we are inflicted with things like trauma or a chaotic upbringing or whatever, or something like nobody escapes this without some piece of this. So, so that's the cross cutting thing. Like really none of us escapes our life without some pretty intense mental health experience. Now you might call it something else like being really stressed or whatever. It's our emotional state yeah, yeah. that is compromised. So call it whatever works for you. We all go through it. Um, so that's the cross-cutting piece. The, the cross-cultural piece is that, you know, it shows up in, in different ways with different narratives, with different cultures. And so if we're really going to kind of work together on this, we've got to understand all those cultural nuances um, because what's going to work in one community is not going to work in another. Mm. And so to make this effort really effective, we got to understand all of those nuances. And so that's, that is, give, it's bringing me great joy and inspiration and a ton of learning lately to kind of see the diversity, equity, inclusion work cross-pollinate with the, the mental health work. Um, because in that cross-pollination, what we have understood now is that there are a lot of social justice issues, which is the social justice piece, that are driving uh, inequity, um, exclusion, uh, and un unmanaged uh, mental health experiences because it's not good enough just to send people who are having a hard time to a bunch of counselors. We also have to figure out what are the driving pieces that are making people be unwell, like prejudice, discrimination, toxicity, hazing, harassment, bullying, you name it, we treat each other really poorly. Um, and if we don't also address those things, uh, those social justice issues and the systemic racism that exists in our mental health services, uh, then none of us get mental health because we're all interconnected. That's kind of what I meant in that statement. There's a lot to unpack there, but that's kind of what I meant. Okay, thank you for that. Last and not least, I am wondering whether you have seen the recent documentary produced by Oprah and Prince Harry, uh, The Me That You Cannot See. Oh, you know what? I'm probably the only person on the planet that didn't see it. Mm -mm. Well, that's all right. That's always an exception and you are the one exception. <laughs> yeah, because she is also trying to promote mental health and I well, I, given what I read in the media, I can make some assumptions of what happened, which is, I believe, some very powerful stories were told about uh, hardship and toxic environments and lived experience, um, and that we have very influential people raising this issue up for what it's worth, which is that we all need to pay attention to it. And it needs to be a priority for our personal health, our family's health, our, our schools, workplaces, and community's health. And so I'm so grateful for all three of them for doing that. And in, in such a public way um, to elevate that conversation out of the shadows and, and, and really engage pretty much everybody, but me apparently, 
in in the conversation. I, I read I read the footnotes, and I would love to see it someday because I, I they're all very powerful spokespeople. Um, but you know when you when you get people like that and Michael Phelps and you know other people that we have deep respect for for their leadership and influence, you know saying, of course, me too. You know who hasn't walked through this river? You know, and I have some, I have some ideas. I have some advocacy. I have some power. Let's all go through this together. Then, then all of a sudden, people who had that shame, who had felt so different, are walk like God. If Michael Phelps, you know, the most decorated Olympian ever, wanted to kill himself, and none, no, no, there was no gold in the world that could save him in that moment, you know. And if he can get up and say. I can fight for my mental health every day. You can fight for your mental health every day. Come along. Let me give you a headspace. You know, like it's going to be okay if we're in this together. That's always his message. Is like it's not like you're cured, but when we're in it together and 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 you know, t- I always say we just all take turns. You know, if I'm strong one day and you're not, like whoop, I'm going to show up and we're going to walk together. But just know you got to get me back when it's my turn because I'm going to need you. That kind of thing. Yes, most definitely. And oh, I didn't know about Michael Phelps. Imagine living in a world where mental health and physical health are equally important. Like if you have a sore throat, you go to the doctor because you want that to get better. And if you have struggled with feeling depressed or anxious, or with panic attacks, or if some difficult issues happened in your life. You would find it just as easy mm-hmm. to get help, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think it's coming. I think. I mean, I see it more and more actually all the time, and I think it's great. Really, I think it's you coming. reckon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in L.A. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I I live in a in a state that's pretty reluctant to do that, and I see it more and more. Um, and I think it also it the other people that need to model it, and in addition to the influencers, are our tribe, our our community, the mental health people. We don't do this either. We don't say, I, "I've had major depression. I couldn't sleep for five days. I needed to get on medication." Like all of that's true. Um, we don't talk about it in that same way that models, because we're worried. Like, oh my gosh, people are going to feel like I'm an effective therapist. No, you're a human being. I know, <laughs> and and it actually brings credibility to know that you have had these experiences. So you have insight to what it feels like to be crushed by depression. Like this is not an academic exercise. You know what it was like. Yeah. So we we also have this responsibility to share our own experiences as you have done today. Oh, thank you. Um, with, you know, overwhelming things that happen in our life. <laughs> mm. And as a psychologist, but when I was doing my training, this number one thing is no self-disclosure. It's a big no-no. Right? No disclosure. So there you go. You still carry that somehow in the back of your mind. Yeah, I'm glad that I am doing my bit. And together, I know that we could achieve whatever that we set, set out to do. So thank you, Dr. Spencer Thomas. Oh, stop. Sally. <laughs> for your time and all that you are doing. This world is a better place because you are here. Oh, thank you so much. My my heart is full. This has been a great conversation and uh, I just feel so welcomed. And uh, so let's continue this partnership. Yes, definitely. 
Okay, my audience. This wraps up the three-part conversations I have with Dr. Sally Spencer Thomas, and I sincerely hope that you are now inspired to pay attention and invest in your own mental health. So, until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O dot com. Mm-hmm.